gospel for this, the third Sunday in the season of Epiphany, is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our creator, and from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God, we praise you for this time of worship, this opportunity to come together in our week, in this sacred moment to open our hearts to your word proclaimed and your sacrament administered. Strengthen our spirit. ahead to accomplish your purposes of creating change, of bringing peace, of building justice. We pray this in your holy and most gracious name. Amen. Today, instead of a sermon, we will have a play. It is a one-act play with two characters. One of the characters will be God. The other character will be Jonah, based, of course, on the Old Testament lesson that Tammy read just a moment ago. Most people have heard of Jonah, not only people who go to church, but our entire Western culture seems to know the story of Jonah. And as soon as you hear the word Jonah, you think of Jonah and the... So, the whole focus of Jonah has been, well, how can he be swallowed by a whale? That does not make sense. And so the debate is about the literalness of Scripture, how it balances with science, a debate and a conflict that was never, ever intended by the author of Jonah. Never. It was not meant to be a literal story, ever. It's simply a story with a deep, theological meaning about one's call, about God calling someone, like Jonah in this case, to go a certain way and to speak to a certain group of people. He did not want to go. And it's about God's persistence inviting Jonah to go and speak to people that made him very, very uncomfortable. The story was meant for us. It was called in Hebrew a Haggadah, a story with a meaning that really is not about Jonah, but it's about God's call to each one of us. So the play is ready to be prepared. I have a script, so it's a real play. Here we go. Jonah. Jonah. 
Jonah. Are you talking to me? Who, who's talking? Who's talking to me? This is God talking. God talking? Yes. I thought God would have a deeper voice. This is only the beginning of what you shall learn, Jonah. <laughs> Jonah, I have a job for you. A job for me? Me? Well, um, what is it? What's the job? Well, I, I have lots of jobs for everybody, but this task is unique to you. I want you to pack your bags and take a journey of nearly a thousand miles. I love to travel. I, that doesn't sound too tough. Yeah, I'll pack my bags. I'll get everything ready. You just tell me where you want me to go. Oh, good. Good. I want you to go to the city of Nineveh. Nineveh. Yes, Nineveh. As you might know, the people of that city have created quite an unjust empire, and I want them to change their ways, and it is your job, Jonah, to go and tell them this. Listen. Listen, God. Anybody but the Ninevites, they, they are not good people. They conquer one village after another. They kill people. They steal the wealth from the poor and they give it to the rich. Every country they go into, they deport the people to live in a different place. They, I, no, I, I can't, I can't talk to them. Their politics is an abomination. I can't talk to them. They won't listen. They don't listen. I can't go. I can't do it. Jonah, I know. No. no I know I all the things. I don't care. I'm not going to the Ninevites. I'm leaving. And at that point, I did leave. I cut off the conversation with God, and I left. And I got a ticket on a boat that was going the opposite direction of Nineveh. In the Bible, it says Tarshish. You call it today Spain. I got in this boat because it was too much that God was calling me to do. You don't quite understand. These were people that will never hear someone like me. They were an empire. They had all the power. They're not going to listen to one person. Who am I? I detest those people. I don't want them to change. I want them to stay as evil as they are, and I want God to punish them, to defeat them, to crush them. I know God, and God, God will probably forgive them. I don't want that. I got in the boat. We sailed away. And that's where I connect with all of you. See, God's called all of us sometimes to do things that make us very uncomfortable. We get happy in our own life and we buy our own ticket away from the call quite often. Well, for me, I got in that ship. For you, I don't know what you do, but I suspect at one time or another in your life you have turned away from God's voice. I got in that ship the storms came up. The people on the ship tossed me overboard and I sank into the water. 
And you people in the 21st century, you think it's so literal. Nobody in my century believed that was a literal story. The water was a symbol of despair, of sinking down into despair. When you move away from God's intention and call, you sink. And I was sinking until God scooped me up. Scooped me up and placed me back in the direction I should go. And that's when God talked to me again. Jonah, I see that you are now heading toward Nineveh instead of the other way. Yeah. I'm not super happy about it, though, God. <laughs> but I am going to Nineveh, I promise. Do you think, Jonah, that this call might not just be about Nineveh? Do you think maybe you need to change, too? Me? Why do I need to change? The Ninevites need to change. They're the bad ones. Why should I need to change? I'm fine. Yes, you seem fine, Jonah. You seem angry and filled with hatred and disgust and contempt. Maybe, maybe Jonah, this isn't just a journey toward Nineveh. Do you think I might want you to change as much as I want the people of Nineveh to change? For you to be filled with compassion and dignity and hope the way you are inviting the people of Nineveh to change? I never thought of it like that before. That it wasn't just about the people of Nineveh, it was about me. But I still didn't want them to change. Here's what I did. I walked into the city. A full day, it was a big city, huge. I walked in and walked in and walked in, got to the middle of the city. <clears throat> And I really didn't want them to change. So I leaned against a wall at this intersection and I crossed my arms and I put my head down and I said, repent. <laughs> change your ways. And one woman said, what? What did you say? I repeated it. And then she said, I've got to tell my friends. And they told their friends, and they told their friends, until the entire city. It was like a wave. People on their knees, first right around, and then concentric circles out. Everybody just fell on their knees, and they realized, we need to change. We are an empire of oppression and injustice. We have taken from the poor and given to the rich. We are going to be an empire now where the poor are protected, where the homeless are given homes, where the wounded are bound up. We're going to change forever. And I looked around and I couldn't believe it. What had happened. Jonah. Jonah, yeah. can you believe what you have done? You yeah. have changed everything, Jonah. It is a miracle. Everything in Nineveh has changed. How, how about you, Jonah? Uh. Well, I suppose you're going to forgive them now, right? Well, that is my job. <laughs> I know what you're doing. 
You do this to me all the time. You call me to go out into the world, but you also call me to go deep inside. You call me to have an inner peace and contentment. You call me personally to let go of my judgments. I'm not there yet. I still resent those Ninevites. I'm a work in progress, I guess. I do this all the time, Jonah. For Nineveh, for you. One day I will come into the world in Jesus for the sake of peace and justice, for the sake of courage, for living out difficult calls. I will call people to fish for one another. I do like fish. Trust me, Jonah. This is for love. But love is bigger than you think. I love the world. I love you, but I also love your enemies. So yes, I am with you when the path is easy, and I am with you when you sink into despair. Nothing can prevent me from loving you, Jonah. You can be rebellious or hateful or bitter or arrogant, and I will still love you, but I will still love your enemies too. Maybe this isn't just about Nineveh, Jonah. Maybe it is about you. Now go and live. Go and live. Thank you, God.